Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! Yeah, that's the number. This is Paul Cooney and next to me is Craig Moore, about 10 yards away. Are you 10 yards back there for this uh, start to the show, Craig? Good to see you. <laughs> You're with us start. tonight. Yeah. Yes. Were you buying a player on Tuesday? I'll ask you in the next couple of hours. And just uh, a throw away from you, Andy Walker. Andy, how are you tonight? Good to be here again, Paul. Looking forward to all the chat. We certainly are looking forward to it. Big night for Hebs and, and for Hebs. Hearts. But we're Glasgow Station, so we'll come to that shortly. Just looking to see, we're going to have some lager on the show tonight. It's oh. Gustav Lagerbilk, and he's going to tell us exactly how to pronounce his name. Um, Andy, would you like a, a guess at how you actually pronounce Gustav? Gustav Lagerbilk. Oh, that's pretty good. No. Lagerbeek, Lagerbeek. Lagerbeek, that's yeah, not yeah. too yeah. bad at all. Yep, we'll hear from him and he'll tell us exactly how it should be pronounced. But first of all, in the last couple of hours, uh, Celtic have formally rejected Rangers' offer of that paltry 700 tickets for the first derby of the season. Uh, it's on Sunsport and it's developing elsewhere. And I say paltry because both clubs, this has been brewing for years, it's not enough, but Celtic say 700 uh, well, can't speak for them, Andy, but they say at 700, they would rather have no fans in. But Rangers apparently want their allocation of 700 for the game at New Year. Craig, what do you feel about this? I'd love to see 7,000. Mm. Uh, I, I think, uh, uh, unfortunately, I don't think we, we, we're going to, to see that uh, ever again. And Andy, you're obviously somebody that thinks exactly the same on that situation, but... I just go back even as close as pre-season uh, when I went to the Newcastle Rangers match and uh, Newcastle fans had the Broomland um, chockers and, yeah. and just walking into the match and I had a really great feel about it. Now, I understand the rivalry uh, here, but I just still think it's an unbelievable spectacle. 700, um, it, it, that might become uh, an issue for police and, 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 and what have you because of the amount, Paul, whereas 7,000... I think is, you know, a, a good number. And the experiences that I had as a player, I keep going back to the, you know, the experiences I had a, as a player in those particular matches and whether it was at Ibrox or whether it was Celtic Park, uh, the, the away support um, played a big part in making uh, those those matches so unique. I think that all makes sense. And you talk about the rivalry, but for over 100 years, you had, whatever, 8,000 at Parkhead, 8,000 or whatever at Ibrox. Andy, what's your view? Well, I do understand that, uh, you know, it is becoming maybe more and more dangerous for the small amount of fans that go to um, the, the away ground. But I, I've always felt as though it's the showpiece occasion for Scottish football. I really don't understand why they want to dilute this great rivalry that um, I know there's a very ugly side to it. But uh, you put on one of those jerseys and walk out of that tunnel and the noise that you hear is um, just something sensational. And you're diluting the spectacle for, for television audiences as well. They, they talk about this being one of the great rivalries in world football. 
And it seems as though both clubs are determined just to water it down, which I think is a great shame. I don't think you would get any leadership from above, uh, you know, the SFA doing anything. Um, I don't think there's any... Uh, I don't think there's any anything there that they want to get involved in. And the truth is, they cannot stand the sight of one another. And I think it's a great shame. And with two young chief executives, Michael Nicholson at Celtic, James Bisgrove at Rangers, surely they could sort this out. Are Rangers fans on the line, Sean? Hi, Sean. All right, guys. See, before we go into the Rangers and that talk, uh, what's this I'm, I'm hearing about? I've just heard it in the last 20 minutes. It, it was on uh, uh, yep. the other station, Talksport. Yep. They were talking about um, they, they could be as early as next year or maybe the year after letting the, South, um, the Saudis uh-huh. play in the, uh, the Champions, Champions League. League yeah. I, think that, I, I think that was actually ruined football because that means money's talking and and then it just means if you've got money, you get into the Champions League. I just think it's it's killing hey, football and money's just uh, going to the UEFA's head and that. I think there's something to get done about it. Yep, well, the petrodollars have dominated this summer. The transfer scene has completely changed, Craig. Uh, what do you feel about it? I heard it this afternoon. Uh, the, the... I, seen, I, I seen it also, Sean, and I was um, I, I kind of laughed at it, if I'm honest, because uh, I think the Saudi club's currently compete in the, in the Asian Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So... They already have their place in a, a, you know, one of the top competitions for their region, uh, and I'm and I'm right behind what you kind of say, mate. If they were then to yeah. to get the green light to to come into the European Champions League, um, it, it it for me would be completely wrong and straight away, like the Super League was discussed early day, early days and how quickly that changed. I think the the outcry from supporters um, in disgust. Would, would, would put this uh, pretty much on its heels mm. fairly quickly. Andy Walker, what would you say? It's a Champions League that's not just for champions anymore. Well, it used to be a European thing. Is, is yeah. Azerbaijan, is that in, is that in Europe? I'm not sure. No, I think they also play through uh, the Asian yeah. Champions League. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, um, I think Sean's right when he says money talks. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you get a World Cup in Saudi Arabia soon. I think that's where it's going. They're trying to... They're, they're trying to buy their way into some sort of respectability and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the road they're, they're trying to go down. Sean, what about the matter we kicked off with though? Um, Celtic have rejected the 700 tickets for the game uh, on the 3rd of September and Rangers, apparently they want, they want to demand the 700 tickets for the game at New Year. How do you feel? Well, I've, I've had my views on this for ages. I would bring it back to the old way. Seven eight thousand at Parkies. Seven yep. eight thousand. I think this is nonsense eh, for both parties, Celtic and Rangers. Seven hundred is embarrassment. And see, the only like, I think it was Andy Walker or um, Craig Moore that said, yep. "Could the SFA or the SPFL know? Could even Sky know? Step in and say, right, if, if this is the way they've got to play the game, we'll just walk away from it.'" Well, Sky, with the money they're paying, they should have some leverage, but we don't see that happening. I don't, I don't know if they have said anything to them. I, I, I always think that Sky trusts the uh, judgment of the the clubs, the people in charge of the clubs, and it seems to me as though the clubs don't want it. Neither club want to give uh, the other uh, a, a sizable away contingent. I, I know that Rangers sort of started it. You know, Celtic were winning. Yeah comfortably at Ibrooks. I always felt Celtic would have been a bigger club and have allowed uh, you know, a Rangers uh, away support in at Celtic. That was the way I thought it would go, but 
they couldn't wait to do the same and I just think it's a great pity it's the it's the greatest fixture I ever played in it's the greatest joy I had when uh, I played in a winning team and it's one of the greatest lows you'll get when you when you suffer a bad defeat uh, it's all part of football but my goodness it was um, it was Scottish football I think wrapped up and sold to everyone as this fantastic rivalry and it seems as though everyone is quite happy for that to be uh, diluted and it's just a great shame yeah, it's it's a strange you're touching on the the, the Scottish uh, in in terms of yourself and in what it meant to to yourself. Obviously, me coming from Australia, um, what it, what it meant to me very very uh, similar. You know the the atmosphere, the highs, the lows. Um, it it really was a unique football match. But we both played with many players from all over the world, and they have the same experience. And that's the that's the impact that it has on the players. Um, but at the same time, I think for the supporters. Um, I feel sorry for the supporters because they want to get out there and they want to support their team. Um, I think more numbers definitely uh, need to to be in play. Uh, and you look at even before our time. I mean, there is this dark side that's always been there. We understand that. But really, in, in today's society, where, where we're at today, we, we can't have a, a controlled environment that's great entertainment that is just good for the game. And I know that clubs yeah. like Hearts have reduced their away allocation yeah. for a lot of clubs but not Hibs. When Hibs come to Tynecastle, they will get the full uh, end behind the goal because they know it's uh, it's a great occasion. It's great for Edinburgh. It's a great uh, visual spectacle and uh, I think they've done the right thing, but I, I can't see any time soon when Celtic and Rangers are going to go back to a sizeable away support. And the Scottish game is the lesser for it. I think it so. absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, you've been to some of the biggest grounds. You both have. You've played in. Them. I've I've There's... been to Anfield, yep. uh, Liverpool, Man United. Is it better it's a, than? It's a great atmosphere. It doesn't come close to Celtic sure. Rangers. Listen, I know there's a very ugly side to it, and there's a lot of offensive singing. I'm just talking about the sheer level of noise and the spectacle of mm. it is absolutely magnificent, and it's better than. Anything that I've experienced in England, just as a... Where else have I been? I haven't been to a Manchester derby, but they tell me that Liverpool, Man United yeah. is the one with the biggest, you know, the biggest edge. It's more year, than the Manchester and, derby, you're years right. Years and yeah. years ago, sure. I went mm. to one of them when I lived in the northwest, and it was really good, mm. but not a patch on anything you would get in Glasgow. Craig, anything approach it when in your days in football? No. There's no, nothing. No, it stands There's alone. Nothing. For me, it, stand, yeah. it really does stand alone. And when that support... It is coming from, yep. like I said, players that have played all over the yep. world. Um, that tells you something. All right, what do you think? Give us a call, 0808 17 17 700. Sean, before you go, how are you feeling about yep. PSV next week? I see that your old gaffer, Dick Advoca, I'm just looking yeah. at you, Craig, yeah. uh, he reckons PSV are going to be too strong for Rangers because he believes you got rid of your best players. We were chatting about it beforehand, so I take it he's saying Ryan Kent, Alan McGregor, and uh, remember Alfredo Morelos. Is the wee general right, do you think? Is it going to be too much next week, the week after? See, see to be honest, uh, before we go into that subject, oh, yeah. I think <laughs> a man sitting in Man Rue Derby and uh, the fan atmosphere is nothing like uh, Glasgow, so we'll leave it at that. But I uh, see see what the manager Dick Avocat says. Was uh -huh. it Dick Avocat you said? Yeah. Aye. yeah. I uh, see, to be honest, I actually think maybe Rangers have um, got a wee bit weaker. I think Rangers must win on Tuesday night or they can forget Champions League football because I think PSV 
will be too strong for us, to be honest. I'm thinking I'll go maybe 1-0 at Ibrox mm-hmm. and 3-1 at PSV. 3-1 for PSV or for Rangers? 3-1 three, three, for PSV. I'm right. no confident but, at all. But I do remember last year, Craig, yeah. the first round, yeah. you know, first leg, Rangers didn't do too well at all, but they were brilliant in the second. Yeah, they... they um... Yeah, they were. I mean, PSV, I think, uh, at Ibrox, dominated yeah. the mm-hmm. ball, um, showed what they were capable of. Um, but I remember actually meeting Venegord of Hesselink uh, when I was over oh. there, and there, were, there was a nerve, uh, there was a lot of nerves around about the PSV mm-hmm. team in terms of what it actually meant. Uh, they were quite inexperienced at that time. Uh, and actually, Rangers managed to get a goal off the back of some nervous play uh, in terms of their build-up um, to, to get the, the right result and go through. I agree with Dick Avocat. I think PSV will be um, better for that experience, as bad as what it was for them. I think that there hasn't been as many changes within their squad. Uh, they've started off the season with a 2-0 win against uh, Utrecht. They've dealt with Sturm Graz pretty comfortably. Malik Tillman was on the bench at the weekend, uh, so he gets a chance to come up against his, his former uh, club. But Rangers are yet to click. Um, what story at- that would be, Craig? Imagine he was a difference. Oh, <laughs> what a story that would be! Oh, yeah, I know. And and that's so. So for me, PSV are the favourites in, in in this match. Everyone's got their own take on who who the favourites are. But I, I think PSV over the two legs. I think they're favourites. Andy, what do you feel? Yeah, it looks that way. I haven't really studied PSV in terms of their team and who they've got at their disposal. I remember big things were expected of Cody Gakpo uh, yeah. last season. He didn't really live up to it, but. In all fairness, uh, I thought Giovanni Van Bronckhurst did really well getting Rangers through those those two legs. Uh, seems maybe, a long time ago, doesn't it? Seems so long <laughs> yeah. ago, but um, it's obviously going to be tough. PSV are always one of the, the fancied sides. Rangers have made so many changes. And uh, the timing of it, I think, is interesting because the second leg is just a few days before Rangers and Celtic play at Ibrox. So... You're you're going to get uh, you know an extreme high and full of confidence for the game at the weekend, or Rangers will be on a bit of a downer. I hear people saying you know when Rangers were in the European final a couple of years ago, it was 15 months ago. It's because it was yeah, you know, the season before. Yeah. It's only a year and three months ago. It's not that long, but so much has changed. Craig, any insight on Rangers tracking the Peterborough United uh, young defender Ronnie Edwards? We see it in the back pages today. Yeah, look, I've only seen uh, bits and pieces. I probably. Um, since the stuff has come out, I'll try and get in contact with yeah. it. There's an Aussie goalkeeper down there to, to learn a little bit more about the player. But again, for me, this is this is this is more project type. If uh, it were to be to be true, this is not somebody that is is ready made to walk into the first team. Let's be honest. And Sean, he's at the posh. That's where he is at the moment. So, what do you feel about your goalkeeper Jack Butland the other day? I think Jack Butland's probably the best signing so far because um, up front. Uh, I was listening to uh, uh, ex Sky Sports who works for um, Talk Sports. Now, <laughs> Are you on money? Yeah, yeah. Are you on commission from that <laughs> that great station? But you know, we much. You got to listen. <laughs> You're the best in Scotland. That's all. So. Thank you. Oh, that'll man, do. Sean. Exactly. Yeah, um, no, but um, I can't. He used to do the uh, Sky Sports Scotland football. I can't remember his name. Okay. Um, What's he um, saying anyway? Angel, no, mail me, but. Yeah. But he was saying Rangers, the five million, five six million are made for the Europa League. Mm-hmm. They should go and spend the five million on another striker, or they'll have no chance of competing with PSV. And I actually agree with mm-hmm. him. I think this has got to be a hard month for Rangers. If we go to PSV and lose the old firm, it's P forty five for Michael Bill because he's just no. He's just. I'm sorry. I'm the guy that said Rangers were going to run away with the league. I'm the guy that said Michael Bill's not got to last a month. 
how quickly football can yeah, change, Sean. Yeah. Eh? But like, like I said, I think yep, yep. I think because the, look the amount of players that that, that have come in, um, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to gel. Um, but it it has shown that it, it certainly is going to take time. Uh, I, I think that there's only been kind of you know flashes, uh, 15, 20 minute spells, rather than anything sustained and longer. Uh, even the, the the game against Savet, and no disrespect to Savet, they're not a good side. You said that last they're, week. They're not a good yeah. side. So for me, if Rangers didn't come through that match, then and and in saying that, Butland, to be fair, pulls off two yeah. unbelievable saves in the yeah. first half to keep Rangers in the game. Sure. Huge moments. Huge, huge moments. But um, I, I seen something second half, uh, and Sean, I'd be interested to know your thoughts. I yep. seen something second half in terms of. Um, Michael Beale tactically had to change because we were getting absolutely terrorised down the flanks um, in the first half. Changed the shape, two up top, Campbell sitting in behind as a 10, um, and the workload of Raskin and Sifuentes was was enormous and showed that there is huge um, ability and, and a kind of robust um playing style there in the middle of the park. They can get through a huge workload. Sifuentes... Um, I'm I'm really really impressed with him. I, I think that he's going to play a huge role. I, I, I just I would like to see the 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 mid to top um, be firing a little bit better at this stage. Andy, where, where do you feel? Well, yeah. I was just going to ask Craig where he thinks uh, Cantwell is best placed to to play in that Rangers team. If you had asked me to name a player who would undoubtedly have started against Kilmarnock first game of the season, <laughs> I would have said Cantwell. Yeah, and even since coming into the team. He's maybe playing a wee bit more withdrawn. When he's further up the pitch, I don't know what you think, but I feel as though he's much more effective. I agree, Andy. I know we've had conversations early in the piece with Peter Grant, who knew him a lot better than than yep. what I did, and he liked him coming from the, from the left, um, which he's, he's, he's kind of played a couple of times. I prefer him higher up but central. That for me, like that number, number 10, 10, so second yeah. half, Andy, I think that that for me is where I like to see him because... Um, he can pounce on a mistake. He does want to give and go and little combinations. He will make forward runs and get into the box and he will create chances. And I just feel as if there's more chance of that in that higher position-based central rather than having to, to, to be out in the left and, and maybe come into the pockets, plus the work that he's got to do defensively. Sean, what would you say to that question about Sifuentes and Raskin the other night? What did you feel? Well, I thought he too actually did have a good game, but... Um, the Brazilian is it the Brazilian striker? I thought he missed two or three good chances. Danilo. Ball with tapins, but aye, but I could take, I don't know. I think Rangers have yeah. had the wee odd twenty minutes there and there, but yeah. over ninety minutes, uh, it's just it's no good enough for me and a lot of Rangers fans are starting to think the same. And I would do a four four two. I know people say that's old fashioned. Mm. That's something you done in late nineties, early two thousands. But I feel a four four two different when you're playing. I think you're right, Sean. I think, Sean. I think you're right to say that that time will define Rangers' season. You know whether they get yep. through to the the Champions League and get all the, you know the the money that uh, they would love to to get from being in the Champions League, and then a few days later, the big game against Celtic at uh, Ibrox. That so you're only what a few days into September. And that will pretty much define the season. And Sean, you're four four two, mate. Um, oh, hang on, you're yep. one four four two because let's not forget about the goalkeeper. That was in play yep. for the second half against Savet, but in a in a diamond shape, yeah. But I I actually felt that Rangers looked far more solid in that in that setup, mate. So I agree. And Sean, will you yep. come on and apologise to Michael Beale if he has a great August, early September? 
I know you will because you're a great guy. Yeah. Aye, I will. See if Michael, see if Michael Bell goes on and wins the league. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll um, say right. I was wrong, and I didn't think he was the right man. And I'll, I'll praise Michael Bell, but sure. at this moment, I, I even said that when he came in last year, okay. he wasn't the right choice because I think Gerard. Remember, it took what about uh, four years with Gerard manager, but won one trophy. That's no good enough for me, and he was part of that coaching staff, so. <laughs> He's not for me, but I hope he proves me wrong. I hope Rangers go and win the treble. But at this moment in time, it's the only way Rangers have got to win the treble if it's FIFA 24. <laughs> <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Big European night tonight at Tynecastle. Hearts 2 1 down from the first leg last week, Rosenberg and Hibernian over in Switzerland looking for the kind of result that Rangers got there in fact that would do them wouldn't it after the 3-1 win over Lucerne last week Andy former Hibs player what do you think for for the Hibies I know they're up and down it's hard to to I was so impressed with them last Thursday when they uh, played Lucerne they got a 3-1 victory and then I went to Fir Park on Sunday Mm. to see them play Motherwell and their first shot on target was in the 93rd minute with that yeah, penalty. The penalty. Yeah. They played so poorly. And I know that, um, you know, previously Lee Johnson had thought, well, you know, a game on a Thursday, I didn't make changes. We were really poor against St Johnston. Well, they made changes this time round. And I thought they were even worse. It was, uh, it was a really dreadful performance. But credit to Motherwell. After a rotten first half, they stepped it up and they look as though they've got a a fine young potential uh, goal-scoring machine in Beareth. He, when he came on, he changed the game. One His assist, determination. One goal. Yep. Well, just to, uh, you know, yep. muscle Lewis Stevenson yeah, out of the yeah. ball yep. in, the, in the corner, set yep. up his pal Wilkinson for the opening goal and then score one himself for the second. He was, he was terrific. I'm just going to check for Sean. Is this Michael Beale on the line? <laughs> Who's calling the Go Radio Football Show? Good evening. It's Darren Uddingston, a Rangers fan. Hi, Darren. How are we doing, guys? You alright? Good, how are you doing? Not bad. Just want to speak about when... Oh. Oh. Now, I, I don't think... I think he's talking nonsense, Not... to be fair. Uh-huh. Um, about what Sean said a moment ago. No, Dick Advocate. Dick Advocate, sorry, we just lost you there. Yeah, yeah. You're travelling. Okay, Dick yeah, Advocate. Yeah, it's this seen a straight I mean, you'll love Dick Advocate, I'm sure. Isn't that a strange comment though, that Rangers have sold their best players? Well, Sometimes that's what, that's what I would do on Saturday. Right, I'll come uh, to Craig in a moment. Yeah, Darren, because I think Craig's nodding there. Was, Andy, would you do Barry thought last night they would make quite a few changes for Morton. I think the same. I think they'll make uh, maybe, what, six or seven changes, maybe as many as that. Um, and I think you've got a... I think you're right, Darren. You've got a squad there that need a, a lot of game time. And I totally understand Michael Beale just still trying to find the little bits of understanding the chemistry between players that play in certain positions. Um, and I, I think you'll you'll probably see a lot of changes for the game against Morton. It's at home. 
And no disrespect to Morton, but I think you can afford to make that amount of changes given the apparent strength of the uh, Rangers squad. Darren, I'm like you, bud. I'm like you, mate. I, I, I think, right, at this stage of the season, players are fresh. Right, they've had a pre-season. Uh, and, and this chopping and changing teams for me, when you have new players, uh, for me, it, it stops rhythm, it stops development, it stops uh, partnerships, building. Um, I, I'd rather go out and put the best team out that you think is, is still in that space right now. Go and get the game won against Morton and then go and make your changes. Uh, maybe I'm a, I'm a little bit old school, Andy, but that's what I would like to to see. This, it this used rotation. to be the way of it, Craig. It used yeah. to be the way of it. You'd play every game and you'd play every League Cup game, you'd play every European game, you'd play every Scottish Cup game. Yeah. But now with the size of the, the, the squad, it, players do need a bit of game time to make them feel as though they're part of it and that they can make a contribution. No, no, I, I get that. I, I absolutely get that. But what, what I'm saying is you look at the top professionals now and they're knocking out 60-plus games a season. And this, this rotation uh, and, and changing of starting 11s uh, on such a regular basis, especially at the beginning of the season, uh, for me, I just want to go out and win a game of football as quickly as I possibly can and then make the substitutions. Darren, as a Rangers fan, have you got a view about the allocations at the away grounds at Celtic and the Celtic fans at Ibrox? Yeah, well, I'll 50-50 with it. When, when Celtic come to Ibrox, they've got to fill Brown one. And Celtic players walk out, they see that, it gives them a big lift. When Rangers fans are at, at Parkhead, they're stuck away in the corner. You have to look them behind your head to see them. It's no, it's no as imposing for the for the Rangers, uh, for the Celtic players at Parkhead. So if it was going to go up to the 7,000 allocation again, you'd have to get Rangers a different part of the Celtic stadium so you could actually see the fans. Because as you see, they've got a big wall of green, white and gold on, on, on the left-hand side there. But when you go to Parkhead, and I've been to Parkhead many a times, mm -hmm. you're stuck away in a corner. So you can't, it's, 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 that, that's my view on it. But I'm all for going back up to 7,000 each. But if it doesn't happen that way, I don't see any of the teams moving, to be fair, because they've sold the season tickets now, yeah. and they're basically getting the cash off their own fans. So that's, that's why they're just giving it to 700. Andy, I don't think he's disagreeing with us because in the days years ago, it used to be the whole end, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? At both grounds. So my, my yeah. first occasion, yeah. it was the old Celtic part with the terracing. So it was known as the Rangers end. What was that? Yeah. 12, maybe 14,000 you could yeah. get in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, listen, things have changed and everyone wants to look after their own support. But yeah. I, I don't think you can sell Scottish football with one of the greatest rivalries in world football and then begin to dilute that rivalry and water it down. And with no appetite, apparently, from anyone who, who's in control to, to try and bring it back. And if that's the way it's going, then, you know, both clubs will need to accept it. But I just think it's a great pity. I'm, I'm Glasgow born and bred, and uh, playing for Celtic in that game is one of the greatest experiences you'll have. And I think, you know, having a sizable away support always added to the occasion. And Darren, what are you thinking about the next couple of weeks with PSV in town then? Oh, well, I think well, PSV sold a lot of their good players over the yeah. over the summer and over last year as well. So so I don't know which standard of player they're bringing. So I think it'll be as... I don't think it'll be as uh, tough as everyone's being out because uh, we're a good team when we click. We showed that um, in patches against Servette, especially in the first, the first, the first half of the first match. Um, 
And then in the second half, I thought Raskin was absolutely brilliant on Tuesday, mm-hmm. Tuesday night. He was like a Tasmanian devil in the second half. He covered every blade of grass. He was superb. Um, so I think it'll be closer than people are making out. But yeah. we have to take a lead over the over the Eindhoven. I can't see us going over there and getting a victory. We have to take some sort of lead over the Eindhoven. Um, maybe maybe get close a couple of draws in the extra time and penalties. But I can't see us getting a result over there because I was there last year and we. Oh. We, we, we got lucky a few times, but we, did, yeah. we played a good match last year. I was over there, yeah. um, but it's, I can't see lightning striking twice over there again. So I think we need to take a lead over there and give us something to defend. Our Tasmanian devil is here, Craig Moore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. In terms, agree with him. In terms, yeah. of, in terms of Raskin, look, it, it's going to be look. It's going to be close. It, it will be close. So the likes of the extra time and all that sort of stuff, yeah. big, big possibility. Uh, look, PSV, uh, you know. If they if they're able to handle their nerves in a far better manner than than what they did in the the last matchup, especially at their place where they struggled nerves wise, um, you know you know you know that they keep the ball, they know you know that they're going to pop it about, you know that they're going to have decent spells even away from home. Um, so look, it'll be tight. I, I do think that PSV are favourites though because they're still looking through their team that that played against Utrecht at the weekend. There was still a core base of players that were there last season. Um, so I, I would think that, um, you know, they will still be at a level um, and will have, they'll be hurting from last year's experience. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not kid ourselves there as well. Sure. Darren, thanks so much. Good call. 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Thanks for all your calls. And you're on the socials as well in big numbers at Go Football Show. Right, Celtic have got uh, Gustav in town. How do we pronounce it? We've got the definitive version from the Swedish defender himself. It's Lager Bjelke. And, but my friends and former teammates call me Lager. So. <laughs> <laughs> Rob McLean will have it absolutely right. I always look to him. My yeah. son thought it was Lager Tops. That's one of yours, isn't it? The, uh, yep, so he's in town. And uh, yeah, he said he the interest came from Celtic. Well, let's hear from him what he said about what happened over the last week or so. Yeah, it's been pre- pretty quick. I heard about Celtic for the first time like one and a half week ago. And obviously I was very interested right away. Uh, but then you also know it's it's a long way from a club being interested to actually signing the contract. So yeah, so I had still had to focus on my on Elspoy, my former team. Uh, and then... Now after after the game this Sunday, uh, it got uh, yeah more and more closer, and then yeah we went here and did a medical and yeah, signed this Wednesday. Five year deal, Andy, three million pounds. Great expectations for him. Yeah, they obviously have invested a great deal of time and money and getting someone like that, and then it's some. It's a position that Celtic needed to strengthen with the departure of uh, Starfield. It was always going to be interesting to see what sort of name they would come up with. And no surprise that they go for someone who's young. Uh, they're investing in him. They're giving him a long contract and hope that he'll you know, hit the ground running. And he's, he's, he's taller than most Celtic players of, um, of recent times. And you know, Celtic could do with a bit of height and a bit of strength in the team. He's been speaking about, well, his encounters with Brendan Rodgers. We had uh, two chats and he, he noticed a lot of new things in the beginning, a lot of new, new people to meet. Uh, so he, he didn't want to say too much, but we, he welcomed me and said he's really glad to have me here. Uh, and then I think we'll take more footballing stuff and tactical stuff closer to, to the game this Sunday. How's his fitness? Yeah, that's, uh, 
that's the good thing playing there's a good thing playing in Sweden that when you leave in the summer you're you're match fit so yeah. I played this game Sunday 90 minutes so yeah I feel I feel ready to play Craig you came up against some great Celtic players from Sweden over the years yeah and look it must have been a a, a parting gift for, for Starfield because he, you know the, the quickness that, that uh, he touches on in terms of the deal happening the age his profile I've looked at his profile um, and he's he, he's been someone that's made steady progress you know from, from the under 19 football to senior football in the third tier then into the second tier and then recently at Elfstrom who, who are top of the league uh, 16 games this season um, so look he's he, he's still work in progress mm-hmm. he, I would say that he's probably had one full season Andy mm-hmm. at, at top top level so you're, you're right in terms of, I think Celtic have found a, a player that they, they believe there's more to, to come from uh, and therefore suits their yeah. business model. And you never know how a player is going to react by going to a bigger club, playing in a bigger stadium, you know, with big crowds. There's an intensity and a pace to the Scottish game that may be a wee bit different from Sweden. And of course, you, you're, you're playing with better players, so you're, you're hoping that his game will develop and you've got some high-profile games, you know, you're immediately got the prospect of playing Champions League football. It must be so exciting for him. I'll describe myself as a, a player that loves to win, does everything for the team, can handle both uh, short and long-range passes, good in dueling in, and uh, in, the, in the air, and hopefully scores a few goals. I think uh, Virgil van Dijk has been here before. It's a huge inspiration. Also how he's outside of the pitch and very very professional and, and keen on getting better all the time. Uh, and on the pitch, of course, with his leadership and uh, uh, dueling and passes also. He's, he's a really good player. And uh, extra fun with, with his Celtic uh, history also. Andy, you thought he might have said Johan Mialbe, but nevertheless, yeah. Virgil van Dijk, not a Swede, but well, a great Well, when you think of uh, yeah. Mialbe in that position, obviously yeah. the most famous Swede, Henrik Larsson. Um, Who? <laughs> <laughs> I think Craig would know more about him than, uh, than most, but um, yeah, again, it's a market that has been successful for Celtic before and, and they've gone back there. There's no reason to suggest uh, it wouldn't be the same for this uh, young lad I'm sure he'll go on to bigger and better things someone was on last night talking about the king and I thought the king they were talking about Henrik Larson in relation to it used to be Kenny got, but I think yeah. it's Henrik Larson it has probably yeah. for the younger ones isn't it yeah. maybe yeah. both of them depends what time yeah, yeah. indeed yeah so uh, but Virgil van Dijk what a role model right. for anybody yeah yeah and, and again like I said when we're touching touching on in terms of um, I was, I'm going to stick with Lager because he said mm-hmm. he, the boys yeah, call cool. him Lager, yeah. right? But in terms of his development in, in his game, Lager, right? uh, yeah. don't mind one, don't mind one. <laughs> tops, Fosters, tops. But, but Virgil van Dijk, uh, I mean, he was he was a great player at Celtic, mm. but the development and the improvement that he still made then, obviously when he's moved on um, and, and went down south, I think has, has been clear to see as well. So uh, Lager's obviously at that stage where he, he want to get his, 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 his foot in the team first and foremost because... That's the hardest thing uh, to get in and, and then try and, and try and build and, and work a relationship with Carter Vickers, who's probably always going to be the, the mainstay in terms of that. Or do they go three at the back, Andy, eventually, under Brendan? I think Brendan will come up with uh, a couple. He's already spoken about it, I think, a couple of different formations. I think that will be maybe more from, um, you know, from middle to front. But um, it will be interesting to see how they cope in Europe because that has been the big sell two Celtic supporters we want to make a mark in Europe Celtic are obviously in the, the, the bottom seed 
uh, in whatever Champions League uh, group game they get. But, you know, they competed well last season under Ange Postecoglou. Didn't get the results, but, you know, they looked as though they were a promising team and could could do better. And they, I think it's a very reasonable goal to have Celtic uh, and realistic too, just to be just to be better in Europe. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Let's go! Thanks, Chris, keeping us right up to date here on the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Craig Moore and Andy Walker. We're with Global Eco Energy. Thanks to everyone making the switch. Millions of you have downloaded wherever you get the app enjoy the programme I'm enjoying uh, Rate the Plate as well guys which this week is Sati Sings it's Mr Sings in Mr. Glasgow Sings. and next week I think it's uh, dropping on Monday it's going to be Cafe Gandolfi well, in the aye. Merchant City nice. beautiful oh, it's magnificent nice. Seamus will be on there and uh, there's some great stories I've read in some of the papers from Mr Singh some yeah. great stories because that was a great favourite of you when you were playing wasn't it there's a nice picture when you walk in the, yeah. the front door just on the, the left hand side cup? Uh, oh, it's actually it's actually a picture of myself and Henrik Larson. Oh, oh really? Never seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you give him a lift there? To <laughs> you know what? It's up there. My, my my boy, my boy was actually he, a young lad, yeah. ball boy. It was just that's a nice picture. Yeah. Just as you walk oh, in the restaurant, Andy. I'm going to look out yeah. for that next yeah. time I'm in. Yeah, Take don't be trying time. to smash it as you're walking in. <laughs> nah, steady. Um, so look out for rate the plate wherever rate you get plate. your podcast. Crofty and Gradle. Everyone is talking about it. Well, lots of people. There's a few. <laughs> no, it's, a it's great stuff. Magnificent. Okay, listen, football's back tomorrow night. Last night, of course, Man City beating Seville, or Sevilla, as they like to say now. But my goodness, that's a long night, isn't it? It goes all the way, a draw, and then it's on penalties, penalties uh, for the Super Cup. But tomorrow night, it's the League Cup, the Viaplay Cup, Darvel against Aberdeen. Sorry, Sterling Albion. <laughs> I'm saying the Darvel thing. I mean, what happened the last time? Well, I can't believe. Still, when you think about it, you know, Aberdeen losing to a team who uh, I think were in the sixth tier. It's mm-hmm. just remarkable. So that is a, a warning to everyone at Aberdeen, but I'm, I'm sure they'll take care of uh, Stirling Albion. I've just been handed the picture. No, that's not, that's from, not the one. That's is that not the one, James. Okay. Eh? There's, there's Front door on the empty. left. Yeah. Look at the hair in that picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, not, not great for oh, radio. Dear. But, uh, oh, dear. <laughs> great picture there. So Aberdeen should be too strong. I was got kind to of tongue-in-cheek there. there's, there's, got to be, yeah. They've got to be winning that with a few goals. And I know they lost mm. at the weekend to Celtic, but I thought in general there was a level of performance there and a level of ambition that we spoke about, Paul. Yeah. Last week about teams who've already seen it from Kilmarnock, you know they didn't uh, didn't do anything to Celtic or Rangers last season. They've now got a victory over Rangers. Aberdeen, I thought, played well and have given themselves a, a chance of competing with the best teams at home. Mm. Craig, what do you think tomorrow night? So Sterling Albion, I know there's a couple of divisions between them, yeah, yeah. but they've been amazing. They, they have. They've done very well. Um, I think it's is it Darren Young. Darren Young. Darren Young. That's yep. there. Um, good young manager. Uh, he, he's done a really good job. Aberdeen, I, I kind of uh, agree with, with with Andy in terms of oh, I think that they're a different I think they're a different team this season. Mm. Uh, certainly, the, I don't see a, a, a Darvo situation happening here. Mm. Um, Darvo, sorry, Darvo? yeah, yeah, yeah. Darvo. Yeah. Um, and, and even in the game against uh, Celtic, um, the mistake and it was a mistake by Devlin, the the, yeah. the header that obviously Kyogo then uh, is ruthless and punishes. And Devlin, to be fair, I don't actually mind him. He's a, he's a decent player he's that's coming player. from Livingston. Yeah, it was but very it was a mistake. Him. It was a mistake that unfortunately swung the game. Uh, yeah, in, in Celtic's favour. But Aberdeen, I agree. I think they'll go. They'll, they'll go well this season. I think they'll win this game. But like I says, Darren Young has done a fantastic job at Stirling Albion. We talked last night, and Barry said 
defenders would hate coming up against these days against Kyogo. Yeah, yeah. How would you approach it? And what do you think of his movement, this slightly different role this season under Brendan Rodgers? Yeah, again, I think I spoke uh, last week uh, about um, when, when John was in. And I, I, I didn't mind when strikers wanted to drop in deep, Andy. Um, especially a player like Kyogo because we, we know what he can do on shoulders and, and the threat that he, he has in terms of his movement that runs in behind. But in terms of dropping deep, and getting the ball, um, knock yourself out, mate. Go and get it as deep as you want. And, you know, I mean, I know he ends up pick it, picking up and, and scores from outside the box. And you you got to make sure you got to know when to engage. But he, he's able to do. He's able to do it all. He has that ability in terms of under Brendan now wanting to come a little bit deeper and have more contact on the ball, and that might help him in terms of his own confidence in being more involved in matches. But his threat for me is in behind. Andy? Yeah, always. And I, I think he is a player who's not too bothered about getting involved in the the link-up play, but you need to feed him in and around that 18-yard box. And he's shown that he's deadly. The amount of times he he, he finishes with one touch, the amount of times that uh, he just gets under control and gets a shot away. He gets a lot of service, you've got to say that, from left and right. And he can he's quite happy to come in from from both sides to get on the end of those crosses. And where are the goals? That's a question coming in from Jacqueline. Where are the goals coming for, for Rangers? Now that Morelos is long gone yeah. and there's a number of striking options, what's your gut feeling just now? Is it Danilo? Do you think it's deserves? I'm, 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 I'm not. Yeah. At, at this moment in time, and, and, I, and I hope that, uh, well, it will improve. It will improve. But yeah. at the moment, I'm not, I'm not thinking I'm looking at a, a 2025 uh, goal a season player. In terms of you know Dessas that's come in Danilo uh, and Lammers, um, so a combination or a spread between mm-hmm. players, I think, is going to maybe be Rangers' um, strength this season if they're going to be uh, you know in a position where they're winning trophies. But uh, you know, I, I think that twenty-five thirty goal mark Kyogo type player, I still at this moment, Paul, I don't see that currently at Rangers. Do you, Andy? It could be. I think uh, I think you're right, Paul, uh, suggesting that Danilo go through the middle. I think he looks as though he's got something to offer and I know that it's not been a great start to the season for him and that's what we were speaking about earlier, those little uh, bits of chemistry, understanding with players in certain positions, knowing when the cross will come in, knowing uh, where to be. So, uh, sorry, Rangers have got a good number of options up front. They're pretty much top heavy there. They just need to find the right combination. The right combination, yeah. But the supply, the supply, Andy, and again, you're a smaller type of striker when you were playing, right? So the supply is different at Celtic for Kyogo than what it is at Rangers, right? So a lot of a lot of the delivery for the the attacking players at Rangers, obviously wider areas, uh, Tavernier or Barisic, and it's not normally on the on the deck on the ground. Mm-hmm. Whereas you see when Celtic when they get into those wider areas and the ball that comes across the deck, mm-hmm. it comes across the deck. Yeah, so it's one yeah, touch yeah. finish and all that. So in terms of that that pointy end and how both teams get there, it's slightly different. Mm-hmm. Kieran's asking you, Andy, and you too, Darren. What about Celtic? Is there going to be another striker coming in in the next what is it, fifteen days to go? Fourteen, fifteen days. Wouldn't be surprised. I think mm-hmm. Celtic will do some some business. Uh, they clearly have uh, the money to spend, or uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation about trying to uh, sign up Hatati and Abada mm-hmm. on uh, new contracts. What do you and take on that? We mentioned it last night in the program. 
is it a sign that well, what do you think Hatati came well, on at the weekend Hatati obviously has got great ability and in, in, in my view I'm a bit surprised that he's not uh, started the season I thought he was more than capable of doing that but having said that David Turnbull has taken his chance and uh, I know that he's in the final year of his contract so the club are protected when the player signs a longer term deal um, and obviously the player is is uh, happy you know signing a longer term deal you would expect his, his wages will go up so you know it's a win-win but I've always felt as though Hatate uh, was becoming more and more important for Celtic in the middle of the park I think he's a really clever player uh, right foot passing left foot passing the weight of it and his understanding with uh, the players in front of him I, I think he's a class act it's one thing against Ross County and that's no disrespect to mm. Malcolm Mackay and Roy McGregor but it's another thing when you're playing Rangers at Ibrox and uh, the skill of Hatati well, they want to have him fit yeah everyone yeah. being fit exactly Paul everyone being fit you would expect Hatati to play at Ibrox he's played there before he's he knows what the, the situation is like. Obviously, there'll be no um, away supporters, uh, it looks like, which is a great pity. But, you know, it's a it's a hostile environment and you need players who can handle it and and uh, play well on that occasion. Kieran wants to know, what would you feel uh, if you were the Rangers manager or as a Rangers legend? What would you think if Hatati's not on the team on September the 3rd? Are Celtic the weaker? Look, I mean, Hatati, I just think that See when there's um, when there's a contest in the middle of the park, um, you'd expect to see Hatati play because he has that that endeavour and he has that mobility, uh, and then also when he can break things down, he has the ability to to create things going forward. Um, Turnbull, on the other hand, when I think Celtic are able to dominate games, he plays slightly higher. He's obviously not as mobile, different type. Um, Hatati for me is like I said Celtic game Rangers Celtic game I think Hatati is the one that kind of would feel that one of the three uh, and I think longer term longer term um, Callum McGregor who's a fantastic captain fantastic player and has extended hasn't he he has extended yep, <laughs> recently just five years yeah just five years but I think that again Hatati's only a young a, he's still relatively yeah. young I think there's so much more to be gained for him at Celtic and, and hence probably the reason why they want to tie him down longer a youngish player who's loving life under Brendan Rodgers is Matt O'Reilly and he said yeah you know people are saying it was taking time to gel but he, he makes a good point here I mean we, we've won the first two games you know we can't say we've been we've been bad well, by any means and I think we've played some really good stuff within that like you said it's going to take a bit of time to really gel new players coming in players leaving slightly different style as you say but I think we've got enough good players to, to adapt and as a footballer I think you need to be ready to adapt whenever um I think we'll be fine. I think we're in, a, we're in a good place right now. I think every game we, we will get better as well. And a couple of goals from him, he discussed his form. I don't think anything's changed massively, to be honest. Maybe I feel you know slightly better from a mental perspective, which always helps. Um, you know, feeling really good in general. Yeah, we've got a slightly new style. Maybe my, my role changed slightly, um, but nothing too crazy. I think we've just, I've just got into the right positions and stayed pretty calm. I think that's what it's come down to. Well, he's getting service uh, in the box. He's maybe getting a bit more joy just now. Starting the season so well, a couple of games, a couple of goals, looking really lively, looking threatening. And he is another one that can play a pass and get a lot of the good stuff from Celtic is a one-touch football that I really like to to see. Supporters love it as well. It gets you on the, the edge of your seat 
and um, I think he's got a lot to offer. Yeah, he's clearly enjoying it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I, look, he is the one that I think that Celtic will struggle to keep a hold of. Yeah, right. In this yeah. window? Uh, no, nah, this window, mm. okay, but I just think that every window that comes about, O'Reilly, the profile that he has, um, and, and I think the quality that he has, I, I think he's going to be the one that eventually uh, a significant offer is going to come through the door. But, uh, I, th I don't think that type of thing phases either the player or the club. Celtic, no, no. Have, been, Celtic have been doing it for years. It, it's a model that works really well. Big big players, personality players, players that you think Celtic can't do without. Well, yeah. actually, they've shown they can replace some Every really club. good players mm. and get good money in and, yeah. and do good business. It's something that, that uh, Rangers are lacking. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they can certainly do better, Andy, and, yeah. and, and that will be the, the aim of the football club uh, moving forward. Absolutely no doubt. But you're right. I, I look, there's no player bigger than a football club, uh, and Celtic um, and Rangers have to do better in terms of being able to replace those players. But O'Reilly just has, at 22 years of age, he has a, he has a profile that it, it, it's going to go higher, and at some stage there will come an offer that's just too... Uh, too big for Celtic to knock back. He knows something, doesn't he? He does, doesn't he's he? You can something. tell. Yeah. He's just wishing <laughs> that he's away, I think. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, Kieran, good call there. 0808 08, 17 17 700. That's the first hour has come and gone. The news is next, then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. You know the number, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Paul Cooney here in the privileged position of being with two football legends, Andy Walker, Craig Moore. They came up against each other a number of times and they came up against each other tonight. Although both agreed, I think I'm summarising by saying you both feel it's time that Rangers gave Celtic an allocation of at least 5,000 at Ibrox and Celtic should do the same at Celtic Park but we know it's not going to happen at the moment but Celtic have refused the 700 for September the 3rd but Rangers won't 700 tickets or so for the game at New Year on the field itself uh, Andy some news from Celtic Boston Lowell has signed a new contract at the club which sees the defender on contract until 2026 however as part of his development he's now joined Fleetwood Town a season long loan for this whole campaign so well hopefully Scott Brown will be able to get uh, the best out of him I was at a game on Tuesday night Paul where um, Carlisle and Wigan and Wigan have taken the former Celtic player Liam Morrison who is a centre back I think he's 20 at the moment and he's with Bayern Munich and Sean Maloney has taken him on a year's uh, loan at Wigan and he played well he's got great um Great use of the ball, great long diagonal passes, very comfortable in possession that you might expect of of someone who plays in a Sean Maloney yeah. team and of someone who, uh, you know, Bayern Munich thought uh, wow. highly of. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch his development. But it's exactly what that young player, Lowell, needs to do. He needs to play. It's the only way you develop your game. And you need to play and play against men at a, 
at a good level Sure, you need to play that be the message to Robbie McCrory what does he do the young goalkeeper because we know that Man United are apparently interested in him but he's not going to really play there is he so he needs he needs any word on McCrory well, other than I, I, I think the player will be really disappointed the way things are, that have played out in regards to he's at an age now where uh, he's desperate to play first team football um, and that will end up being I think the deciding factor in terms of his, his future so, you know, he's, he's shown at Rangers that he, he was capable. Um, now, you know, Michael Beald went out and signed Butland, who is also very, very capable uh, with, with, with great uh, experience and still uh, a lot of upside there. So McCrory more than likely is going to have to find a, find a new club, but one where he's playing. Otherwise, what's the advantage? What's the progression? You know, he needs to go somewhere to play. Exactly. There's no point going to... Man United's a great name, but... You know, Robbie McCrory is a huge club at Rangers, but he's not getting game time. So tough, Andy. We spoke about this a month or two ago, Craig. We've talked, touched well, on it as well. So tough, Paul, to, to get your yeah. foot in the door at the mm -hmm. big clubs. Mm -hmm. And you need to be exceptional. Ben Doak. Ben Doak. And, you know, oh. we, you saw him play come on against uh, Chelsea last weekend. I mean, what about Mo Salah? <laughs> what about Salah? Petulant. Petulant is that. Yeah, I'm the top man here. Jeez. Ripping, ripping the, the stuff off his but wrist and all I, that. It looks as though someone like Ben Doak mm. is going to get more game time this season for Liverpool. Apparently, he was very impressive in their pre-season games and they want to give him those 15, 20, 25 minutes and that, that's the way to do it. He needs to play. He needs to get more and more game time mm. against the best players. It's happened quickly as well for uh, for Ben. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. Great, obviously, talent. Seen him early doors up here. Rapid, yeah, like rapid, so quick. Um, and then he's not he's not been down there uh, a no. huge amount of time. You're talking one, two years max. It well, maybe even just less his, than yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, so that that progression um, is is quite incredible for for a young player at a big club uh down south so and for your manager to trust you i'm yeah. taking off mo salah yeah. i'm putting you on i want you to make the difference yeah. and i think you'll get more and more game time so i got a sighting paul sorry yeah, i got no, a, no. i got a sighting yeah. when they they played at um, Partick thistles ground yeah for uh, hill for, yeah. for hill that's the one um <laughs> during the, the 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 younger champions league stuff yeah. against against rangers and he was really really good on that day as well he mm. scored he scored one set up one but Great talent, but his progression has been very, very quick. So, no, well, that, that's definitely. how I mean, we talk about how difficult it is for young players to make uh, an impact at the big clubs. It's also difficult for the clubs to hang on to their uh, their very best young talent. Their Celtic lost one to, to Liverpool, Liam Morrison uh, going to Bayern Munich. I'm sure yeah. there was another one, too. There was two, yeah. Yeah, I think it's you know, one, one's come back, I think, online yeah. at Queen's Park. So, um, yeah, just uh, difficult all round. But uh, any young player, my recommendation would always be you've got to play and play at a right good level and see if you can cope. Joe's on just now on the socials at Go Football Show. He's listening live and saying, so what about Lennon Miller? How good is he going to be? Um, obviously he's I, playing 16, not 17 yet. Yeah, I've seen him in uh, both. I've been at Dundee Motherwell. I was at Motherwell Hibs last week. Mm. And this guy is a real talent because he can pass the ball. He can have a pop at goal. And he's so young, he's going to develop even more. Uh, I think he's got some good pros around him that will help. He's at a club where he's going to get a bit of game time. And you see what happens when the likes of what... Uh, there's one, uh, uh, David Turnbull, who came mm -hmm. through at Motherwell 
and eventually, you know, got the club, I think, around £3 million when he's moved to Celtic. I have no doubt. Uh, hopefully, he'll stay injury-free and Lennon Miller will, will go on and, and, and earn uh, Motherwell a good bit of money Huge and go, bit to, of money. go yeah. to a bigger club, How uh, good, a bigger league. Could give us the commentary of his assist at the weekend, Andy, for those who didn't just, see it. Just tremendous. Uh, the passing to, to Beareth, who... I've got to say, wow, it's, yeah. it's got to be Will Fish's ball. He, he has to defend a lot better, but he was determined, as you saw in the, the first goal. But just apart from that one pass, his general game, he was involved in the Theo Bears goal at Dens Park, yeah. where he, he did well in midfield um, before uh, you know Stephen O'Donnell got on the overlap. So he's involved in a lot of good things with Motherwell, and he's it's great to see someone develop like that, and at such a young age. But, and I've seen him. I've seen him for the last two, three years playing at the younger levels, obviously at, at Motherwell. And his contribution, his contribution in the first team since he's come in, it's it's like he's still playing uh, against kids. Yeah. Uh, like so, he's he, he's game that you you know, and and sometimes you don't see that with younger players because they might stand out in their own age group, Andy, and then they come yep. into to senior men's football and they're, they're struggling to compete or find a way to influence a game of football. Leonard Miller. Um, his biggest challenge is going to be um, where he decides to go next in terms of that ongoing development because Motherwell are going to cash in at some stage and it's going to be a big amount of money, prob- probably more than Turnbull. Um, well, I hope he plays three. a lot of games. This boy's got a serious he... career ahead of him. Uh, well, I hope he plays a lot of games before he moves on. I think that can really help. I mean, Scottish football is at a good level. The top flight of Scottish football is really competitive. It's played at a, a great pace. You're playing against good players, some really big clubs, big stadiums, big crowds. So I, I just hope he I hope he stays injury free. And if he does, I'm absolutely convinced he'll go into bigger and better things. Adam's on asking both of you, what about at Rangers? Who is going to get a chance to come through? I mean Barry thought last night for the Morton game, for example, they might play some of the younger players, yeah, yeah. maybe Adam Devine. Devine um, in the fullback positions yeah. where you could say that Rangers potentially are light, but you've got Dujon Sterling that obviously can sure. play anywhere. Needs we game time. Needs game yeah. time. The young, the young, and then you've got Lovelace, uh, who, yeah. who I'm not sure whether, again, because Rangers are probably top heavy now. Um, the, the main one in terms of the young one now that Alex Lowry's gone out on loan, Paul, is, is Bailey Rice. And yeah. he, he, he's playing beside Lennon Miller at Motherwell. Yeah. He, these two were the standouts. Ba- yeah. Bailey Rice is also going to be a, a, a very, very good player. A- Alex Lowry's done the right thing. Yeah. I mean, he's now at a big club who are challenging, hoping to. Well, you see them tonight. They're hoping to make progress in Europe. They're hoping to get third place, I think, outside Celtic Rangers. And there's a trust there that, you know, Hearts think he can he can make the difference in some games. So I think that's a great move from because he, he wouldn't get that game time at Rangers. OK, we'll come back to talk about more of the young players. Quite a few people coming on the socials and recommending some of them. Someone else asking about Bailey Rice. And uh, Lennon Miller, he's getting on, Andy. He really is. <laughs> he's 17 in five days' time. Wow. And the other thing, I don't know where you what you were doing at seventeen. I was nowhere near the the maturity or the level of knowledge that you needed to play first team football against men. I was nowhere near it. I was I was nineteen before I could even think about competing at that level. Were you, you? were you shaving at that point? <laughs> Just so, Craig. Well, I come out. Yeah. I come over here. Here when I was seventeen. Um, were you? Yeah, yeah wow. I come here when yeah. I was seventeen. But I, I was on the yeah. back of Andy. I'd played in an under seventeen World Cup and under twenty World Cup. I was playing against men when I was fifteen um, in Australia. Mm-hmm. But but and I've always said it doesn't matter where it is in the world. 
the sooner you can play men's football, the the the, the quicker you develop. School of hard knocks. Yeah, very much so. You 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 got to learn to look after yourself very quickly. And it was a hardier game. Well, oh, certainly yeah, when sure. I was coming through, I mean, the tackle yeah. from behind yeah. was still part and parcel of it, and uh, off the ball incidents. You know that. What was wrong with that? <laughs> Can I say <laughs> the, the, stri- yeah. the striker with the, the swing yeah, and yeah. elbow and all well, that yeah, sort of stuff? Of that, was that was only amateur, of course. <laughs> but I played in the amateur league. I was fifteen. Yeah, see? so it was against right. men, yeah. and usually what happened? Loved it. One slap and he was away. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred on the day when Celtic reveal Gustav Lagerbilka or Lager, as he said, his teammates often call him. He said, "Yep, he's delighted to be at Celtic. He is a winner." He's spoken with Brendan Rodgers a couple of times, but other clubs were interested. Yeah, there was uh, interest from other clubs. You know, Celtic yeah, with uh, yeah, they have a good Swedish history, uh, and then when you feel. I said it yesterday also, but when you when you think of Celtic, you think of the fans and you think of of the stadium here and Champions League nights and yeah. Um, so that's like I was really inter- interested right away. Yeah, it's a really really great club and all I've seen so far and the receiving I've got is is uh, I'm uh, really happy for for choosing Celtic. He says he's happy for choosing Celtic and he said uh, the inspiration came from those who've been there before, quite a few Swedish players, and he likes the Celtic style of play. I'll describe myself as a, a player that loves to win, does everything for the team, can handle both uh, short and long range passes, good in dueling in, and uh, in the in the air and hopefully scores a few goals. I think uh, Virgil van Dijk has been here before. It's a huge inspiration. Also how he's outside of the pitch and very very professional and, and keen on getting better all the time. Uh, and on the pitch, of course, with his leadership and uh, uh, dueling and passes also. He's, he's a really good player. And uh, extra fun with, with his Celtic uh, history also. I meant to let you hear the one about the other Swedish stars who've played at Celtic. Um, yeah, I would say it, uh, it was a part of, of the decision. A lot of Swedish players being here before, staying for a long time and doing well. It's a sign that Swedish players can live well and adapt to Scottish football and life in Glasgow. So that was important for me my, in my decision. Not quite so cold in the winter, guys, is it? Will we see him this weekend? Do you think he could be on the bench? I mean, CCV well, is he, unlikely to play, isn't he, on the plastic pitch? He mentioned how fit he was mm. and, you know, maybe the middle of the season. He had 90 mm. minutes last weekend, so you wouldn't you wouldn't think it would be a problem for him to, to go again for another 90 minutes. Yeah, good test uh, and, and the right the right time. You know, there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to hit the ground running um, because it's their mid-season. Um in Sweden, and the plastic pitch, um, for me, Paul, what you just said there about Carter Vickers, I think could be crucial uh, as well because he's such a big player for them and is there really a need to play on that type of surface, uh, which is less kind to, to the body. But uh, also the artificial pitches, there's there's a number of them in Scandinavia as well, so it would be something that, that Lager would be used to. <laughs> Very good. He's right in there, isn't he? He's right. on form tonight. Yeah, I think he must have signed a player. There must be He's some news coming. Yeah, was he involved in the Harry Kane thing? Do you oh, think? Was he? Go on, he's one pa- percent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you need one percent there. Yeah. Oh, exactly. What about that deal? <laughs> at last, at least soon. Soon, Paul. I'll get there soon. You know, Ange well. Do you think secretly? Look, nobody would want to lose Harry Kane. No. But my goodness, 
Two weeks left in the window. Yeah. Right, Harry, on you go. Plus, as he said, it's not as if he woke up that morning and thought, oh, Harry Kane's suddenly gone. They'll have a plan as long as they can get some... Yeah, they've yeah. had to spend money as well yeah, at yeah. Tottenham. How is Ange going to do? I know we ask you every couple of weeks, what's your latest temperature on Ange? It was quite well received, wasn't it? The 2-2 two -two at the weekend? 2-2, two -two, yeah. I mean, a positive enough start for, for him. I mean, Brentford only were beat twice at home last season, mm -hmm. so they've got a, mm -hmm. a really good home record. Off to a winning uh, start against Arsenal last year. Remember? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, look, I think Ange... Success for Ange at Spurs this season, I think, is is a top six finish. It's a big ask, but I think he'll achieve that. I, I really do. I just think that um, he'll have his team set up to play the, the, the brand of football that uh, we've seen up here, uh, that I've seen uh, previously from him. Um, so they'll, they'll, they'll be um, absolutely full throttle, high tempo, uh, and I and I, I can see them finishing in the top six, and I think that that would be huge, Paul, for for Ange in his first season in the Premiership. I th I've watched oh. I'm watching his press conferences mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff, and the way that he carries himself, and he's got he's he's got them all on a little bit of a string at, uh, at the moment, at the yeah. moment, you know. But there will come a time, and Andy, you know this better than most, uh, especially down down south, uh, when the the result or the performance or an issue pops up. Uh, they'll they'll give it a shake. The journos down there. Yeah, when you think about the the top six now, I mean, it, it rolls off the tongue. The fact that City are, are way out there. Arsenal, you think might even push them closer this season. Liverpool will be a lot better. You think Chelsea will certainly be better uh, than last a lot year. Better, yeah. and you've got Newcastle, uh, of course. I mean, when you've got Chelsea, United, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Newcastle at six clubs, right, right there that uh, you know Spurs are competing with at the yeah. top end of the table it would be it would be a huge success if he was to get in amongst that top six and do you think he will? I hope so mm. I, I doubt it because mm. I think when you lose a player like Harry Kane I know you've got 100 million but who do you get to replace Harry Kane who's guaranteed to get you goals Um uh, you, you think he will get in no, the top six? no no six? I'm just saying I'm just, no, just as you were saying there Again, you remember in terms of when I went back to Australia and and, and Ange really likes... See, I don't think Ange would have fought too hard to keep Harry Kane, right? He's um, happy with the money to rebuild. Yes, um, because there's there, there's that much attention um, and energy focused towards Harry Kane because of how influential and how uh, successful he's been in terms of personally because the success hasn't been team success. right? So I, I think Ange will be... Um, He'd be more than happy that he's now in a position where he doesn't have to deal with that and answer that. What's those questions on a week-to-week -week basis? Expectation now then for Spurs under Ange Postecoglou is it, is it reasonable to suggest you should be in the top six? Is it reasonable? I I think that that would be a very successful season for Spurs. Andy, is is it reasonable? You rhymed off the the, the six clubs there. I mean Chelsea, yeah. huge improvement. If he were to finish in the top six and win a cup, wow. Massive. Ma yeah. Massive. So I know massive. what you're saying, Andy. Would top eight be reasonable this year? I then? think so. Because that gives them yeah. European football. I think because it's so late with Harry Kane going, it, yeah. it has bottom time. Yeah. I, I agree with you. What do I know? But I think Ange would want... Look what happened at Celtic. How many new players did he bring in? 12, 15? 15, you know, possibly. He, yeah. he probably likes a kind of car crash come in. You know, not like a car crash, but come in <laughs> a wreckage and sort it yeah. out. Yeah, and, and that's what the, he did. And I think but, if you ask Spurs supporters, what, what's... What's a realistic expectation? You've yeah. lost Harry Kane. You've yeah. got a new manager in there. Yeah. 
you, you might be doing some business in and out before the window closes. I mean, the the level of expectation, I think, surely has has dropped a little. Yes. And we want to see good football. We want to see winning football. Uh, we want to see something that we can get behind, believe in, and eventually, you know, maybe after a couple of transfer windows, it may come good. And, I, I, and I, I really feel, Paul, sorry, mm. I really feel that um, the the what I'm hearing from the Spurs fans and all that sort of stuff, it, it is about being entertained. Yeah. It really is. And they've not been uh, for they years. Haven't. They haven't been yeah. for years. They haven't seen this free-flowing, entertaining football where, you know what, even if they lost 4-3, mm. it's, we want to win. Not Everyone Arsenal. wants to win, yeah. you know, but, it, but it, it's <laughs> yeah. that excitement and that buzz that they've not had for, for a long, long time. That's a guarantee. Mm. That's a guarantee that they will get with Ange. It's like you two on this programme. I'm not sure we're winning, but we're thoroughly enjoying your entertainment. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! <laughs> yep. Andy Walker there, just encouraging everyone to stay with us till... Seven and then tomorrow night it's going to be Mark oh. Guidi here with Barry Ferguson between five and seven. <laughs> Comic moment there when something whacked me in the head. But I'm fine, I think. Long I'll now start speaking later. in Dutch or something before oh. uh, the end of the programme. Right, what about tonight then? We did start on it earlier on about Hibs against Lucerne this evening. 3-1 up. Andy, your old team, are they going to go through? I really hope so. I mean, it would be great to think of Hibs getting a bit of European experience, but I have no idea what Hibs mm. team will turn up. If they get anything like the level of performance that they got last week, um, then they'll go through. But I always wonder about Hibs defensively and they'll come under a bit of pressure tonight. I really hope that they can cope and I hope they can, uh, you know, Martin Boyle, who didn't start at the weekend at Motherwell, I hope he can come on, use his pace to maybe hit them on the break. Eli Ewan, I would hope he would get back to some fitness, Craig, because mm. he's a player that I think on his best form really helps Hibs. Uh, I, I really like him, Andy. I, I, if he stays fit, um, I, I think he's got gears in terms of being able to go by players. Um, mm. And I, I think he's got a higher level uh, in him than, than Hibs also. So, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, Hibs are a bit of a roller coaster, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, let's be honest. They, yeah. they, they've they've struggled um, to to knock out. I mean, we're not, we're only at the start of the season, but that that kind of consistency, I guess, that Lee Johnson would be looking for the little bit up and down. But they are in a really really good position, I think, uh, for this fixture tonight. Um, I know they're away, um, but a good lead going into this, a positive start, um, and being hard to beat, but also then looking to to be able to threaten and, and hit on the counter. Uh, I think Hibs will go through on this time. They, they need to get away from that idea. Oh, they've hibs it again. Yeah, it's become slowly, one of those sure. famous sayings and it's just embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I mean, go into this big game, get yourself some European football and give the fans some encouragement. I mean, they, they are so well supported. That was a really strong away support yeah. at mm -hmm. Fir Park last weekend. 2000. Very yeah. impressive. Mm -hmm. And uh, the manager did say about the players, because as we know, the bottom of the table, no points. This could go either way this season for Hibs. It could. They could still be challenging for third spot or it could be... because He, he has been backed in terms yeah. of getting players in. Money, yeah, sure. So, yeah. Um, 700 really grand. Needs, yeah, really needs, one, seven, well, there's, yeah. Ars uh, yeah. sorry, there's Motherwell who have gone to Arsenal yeah. and got mm. uh, Beareth on loan. Mm. He, looks, he looks as though he could 
really caused some damage to other teams. And Air Sibs spending 700 grand on Dylan Venter. I thought he was excellent last week. Got his goal against Lucerne. Yep. Hopefully he can score regularly. So that game is on tonight. So you're both saying, yeah, Hibs should go through. I, yeah. I, is that what you said? I would, yeah, I'm going for the high okay. beast. Still yeah. score away from home. What about the Hertz? What do you reckon? 2-1 down yeah. against Rosenberg. That was such a... Cru- well, we think it's a crucial goal. Yep. Lauren Shankland. He couldn't be off to Saudi, could he? I suppose anyone could be well, in the championship. And I'm, I'm sure there's a few that would like to be, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, Frankie McAvoy knocked that on the head in his press conference. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'd like to think that, that Shanklin's mm. future still at this moment in time is with Hearts. But look, I think Hearts, are, again, I think the well positioned to, to turn this tie around, Paul. I think at home is going to be a huge advantage that so they need to start well. Rosenborg, uh, although uh, they are a team that, that have good European experience, this is not... This is not the team of old. This is not the team that were, were hitting the heights. Uh, I think they're sitting eighth in their, um, their, the domestic league in, in Norway. I've followed a bit of it um, because of the one player that I have at Viking. Rosenborg are not the force. And I think Hearts at home can turn this around. An early goal mm-hmm. and, and, and that support, I think, can really spur them on to what should be a, a really good result and then progressing tonight. Craig Moore, your scoreline? I'll go 3-1 to Hearts. That would do, wouldn't it? Andy, are they going to hearts it as it can happen in the <laughs> European qualifiers as well? It happens Thursday nights, Thursday, Sunday I, football. I think, like. I think hearts can do it. Yep. I like Lawrence Shankland, the way he's taking on the captaincy and how lively he looks. Uh, I know there's a lot of speculation about him, but a goal or two tonight and that might uh, you know, give hearts that big boost they need to get European qualification again. And there's a question here from Danny, who's on at Goal Football Show, saying, what do you think of Daniel Poddins at Wolves? He's out of the scene there at the moment, wasn't in the squad at all last yeah, weekend. Yeah. Could you see him coming? I think you see players like that who are at that level and clearly earning a, a, a level of money that with a transfer fee, you, you just think it's out of Celtic's reach. And I don't know, maybe a... If Brendan Rodgers knows him, trusts him, maybe a loan deal yeah. uh, might might work. But I just think players at that level are pretty much out of anyone in, in Scotland's reach. No, I agree. And unless those contracts uh, have run down uh, and, and it's a free, uh, the, the salaries is always going to be... Uh, He's got uh, a year to go, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. they're, they're always going to be an issue up here, Paul. So the, the, loan, the loan scenario is normally the most, the most mm. likely one. Sure. They're saying 12 million they want, but what you want is not necessarily what you get. Would they pay 10 million? We don't I, know, Andy. But I don't think Celtic, so. Celtic no. pay 10 million for a player? Yeah. Uh, no no. I, don't, I don't think so. And, you know, if you want a special player, and I thought yeah. they had one in Jota and they got him yeah. for six, but they've sold him for a, a huge profit. That, that's good business. But if the right player came, came along, I think Celtic would spend five or six million, but I don't think they would go above that. If they were going to Andy, like uh, again, we look at the improvement that they can they can make in Europe, and now that's obviously some that's an area where they will want to do better. Yeah, right? Of course, sure. So definitely, I think uh, you know uh, another striker, um, you know, because they they Celtic did compete, as you rightly said, in terms of the Champions League games last season. I mean, they get the game at home against Real Madrid. First half could have been a completely different story. Yeah. It happens at that level if you're not ruthless, um, and and Kyogo probably snatched at that level whereas domestically yeah. he's composed and bang 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 so a striker central defender that they've 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 strengthened up on as well full back area I think they're probably the areas that will make them a lot yeah. more competitive in, in Europe yeah I think Celtic will do business 
between now and the end of the window. I, I, I'm not sure they'll get that sort of... Um, what word would you use? That marquee signing. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'll get players in that they obviously have done their homework on. Mm-hmm. And Jota was a, a, a big signing, but you didn't really know what to expect of him. He had no real you know, outstanding career before he came to Celtic. Nope, but sure. when, he, when he arrived at Celtic, he became a very important player. He became one of those players that the supporters could relate to. He had a big personality, he had a big smile. He came up with big moments and big games. And that's what you're looking for. Maybe maybe someone who's a, a wee bit unknown as yet. But you look at the marquee signings, you touch on the marquee signings, and normally they're the ones that, that haven't really worked. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 the ones that, that that maybe don't come in with the big reputation uh, and that go on and really. I mean, Henrik Larsson wasn't a marquee signing. Yep. You, you look yep. at what what Henrik Larsson done at the football club and be remembered for forever in yep. terms of his contribution. O'Reilly wasn't a you know he's not yep. a marquee kind yep. of player. And you look at what he's going to be able to go on to do. You know, I'm thinking of the likes of the, the Ian Wrights and and these players that have come through. And Freddie Lundberg, you know, like marquee mm. signings yeah. that don't have the oh, impact. Um, that you really want at the Carl football club. Cole, he was another one. Robbie Keane. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie Keane he was did well, good. didn't he? Robbie yeah. Keane scored a few goals. Roy Keane. Roy Keane. Yeah, that was... Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what everyone says about that one? <laughs> Craig Smiling. Uh, that one there. And Jota, what's happening here? There's a, he's getting on really well with Benzema, but he could be on his way on loan. Um, trying because to, of trying the... to make room for another yeah, marquee. Another. Another marquee yeah. in Saudi. Isn't it crazy though? You go for, what, 25 million, 200 grand a week and they're going to... F- Farm you out somewhere else, but it's crazy, crazy money. Do you want the Hibs team? Go yes. for it. The Hibs team has dropped for tonight, and it is David Marshall in goals. Miller, Hanlon, Fish, Levitt, Yuan makes it, mm. Venta and Boyle up front, Newell, Stevenson and Campbell. Obviously, that's not information, but that's it, Marshall. Andy, you'll be working out exactly who is where. But, um, yep. Boyle's in, Venter's in as well. I think that's yeah. that's pretty much the strongest team. Yeah. I mean, Lewis Miller, I thought was terrific against Lucerne. He didn't have a good game against Motherwell, uh, and it's the same with Hanlon and Fish. Your your central defenders, they were really weak mm-hmm. at different points in the game. And this is such a big game for Hibs. They've got an advantage, and they've really got to make it count. Quite quite an attacking yeah. team, mm-hmm. Andy. Yeah, it is. And they've got, attacking he team. did say he's yeah. going to go for it. And yeah, they've got yeah. some they've got some uh, good options on the bench. I mean, LaFondra come on and got a goal. He's a good goal uh, scorer, that boy. Doidge and Obita mm-hmm. played from the start at the weekend. Um, so, yeah, here's hoping that Hibs can do it. Yeah, big Arthur and goals. Not Arthur himself, of course, it's a religion. So, Boris, Johnson, Jago, Henderson, LaFondra, whom you mentioned, and Obita. Doidge, Harbottle, Delferrier, Rocky... Molotinikov and McAllister so that's the the Hebbies team do you want the Hearts team for tonight? it hurts yep here we go <laughs> Clark in goal Kent Kingsley Clark Shank. Kent is he playing? <laughs> well done ah, very good yes. Clark <laughs> Peter Grant was brilliant in the show last night with yeah. Barry Ferguson was he? Eh? Uh, it was uh, Clark <laughs> Clark Kent I can't believe that Kent. that is super Kingsley Shanklin the captain Boyce he's in from the start Oda, Atkinson, Devlin, Rowles, Cochrane, Denham. To infinity and beyond. Mm. Andy, who have they got on the bench? Um, McGovern? Well, I see Lowry's uh, yeah. on the bench. They've obviously got Mackay as well. They've got Forrest. They've got good options. Andy Halliday on the bench. Sibic, who I yeah. think is a good player for them. So, again, you know, ch- they're chasing it. They, they don't want to go for it uh, right from the... 
Uh, they, they want to go hell yeah. for leather. They want to be composed at all times. And they've got a goal scorer. They've got Liam Boyce there. Uh, they've obviously got the captain, Shankland, who can get a goal. So uh, I'm hopeful we can see both uh, Hibs and the Hertz through to Europe. Yeah, same. Um, strong enough bench, as you say. It does look like a, a starting lineup that is certainly not going to uh, be held for leather at the beginning, um, knowing that there's a there's a big night and many minutes a, a ahead in this particular match. But um, you know, even Kingsley there as well, set pieces, set yeah. pieces, good delivery on set pieces. They yeah. could be important tonight. I, I think Hearts can win. And for a coefficient, we do need all of them to do well. Hearts, Hibs. Yeah. Rangers. Uh, we just Celtic. want the Scottish teams to win anyway, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. especially in Europe because it it starts to build a brand and that, that respect for uh, for the league because we know you know people talk it down a lot and and I and, yeah. I, and I do believe there is a lot of quality here. That's, well, I'm in I'm in England quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you are dead right. The uh, they don't rate Scottish football at all, and you you try and back it up with some uh, you know hard and fast facts, but. You know, they, they just, you're right, they just look down upon Scottish football when we've got, you know, much bigger clubs and... Uh, I don't mind shopping up product. here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Abs- well, that's... Even some of the players that have gone uh, abroad recently, I mean, uh, Lewis Ferguson is doing so well. New uh, contract Aaron, Aaron, a couple of weeks ago. Did he yeah. get a new contract? Yeah, extension, there yeah. you go. Aaron Hickey, who was... Yeah, uh, done well in Italy and then come back, back to, to, to... Top flight in England, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, We've certainly got a good product up here. Dylan's been on from Ayrshire and he's asking on the socials what's happening with Kieran Tierney. We ask almost every night. Mm-hmm. Any update today, I think? Did Arteta mention him this morning that yeah. he's still in the squad because he wasn't at the weekend? I, I seen a presser earlier on, Paul, and, and obviously it was a question that, yep. was, that was thrown at Arteta and um, they've now picked up an injury which um, has probably not worked in favour for Tierney if he was going to potentially move on. Um, so look, he said he was part of the plans. He's got much more to offer than being a, a squad player for Arsenal. Um, you know, they, they've paid a lot of money for him, and he's shown, I think, that he's more than capable of, of playing at that level. He's obviously got a lot of Champions League experience. Mm-hmm. I think he would be a great signing for for one of the, the bigger clubs down there. Absolutely. I think he would be a great signing, and um, yeah, my Newcastle. I think that would be a perfect move for him. Get some Champions League football. Yeah, yeah. And that city has just come alive again. I mean, when you do a game down there, it's just magnificent. That's that whole city. Everywhere yeah. you go, they are wearing the black and white. It's fantastic. It's yeah, no, I'm pleased for them because um, they, all they ever wanted was a team that they could be proud of. And, and, the, and the turnaround, um, Eddie Howe, the job that he's done, a player like Kieran Tierney... Um, the supporters would absolutely love him because yeah. that, that's exactly the type that they, they, they get behind, you know, someone that leaves it all out there. And thinking Scotland-wise, it, well, he's not getting enough game time just now. I know he played in the, the charity yeah. cup, didn't he? Um, and then you think of the players, we, Billy Gilmer, we haven't mentioned him for a while. Well, Scott McTominay, sorry. Well, yeah, when Billy you Gilmer think, well, you're dead yeah. right to yeah. highlight what Scotland are doing because I've no doubt that we're going to go to the European Championships next yeah. summer. So in order to be in Stevie Clark's plans... Yeah. You, you want to play what we spoke about earlier, those 40 or 50 games, so that you are in fine fettle going for, for Scotland to a major tournament where you could really you know, make a memory to, to last a lifetime. What's Scott McTominay going to do? Because he's finished. I mean, for Scotland, he's been immense, hasn't yeah, he? He's been brilliant. Tremendous. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Yeah. But he needs game time again and doesn't look as though he'll get too much at Man United. No. I think he'll go. go to a good club. I don't know good. whether West yeah. Ham will come in again, but... 
he has definitely got ability to play for uh, a big club, a top six club in England. And uh, West Ham would be a good club, wouldn't they? It would be a great club to. for him. Yeah. And a, uh, you know, under Davy Moyes, there they've won a European trophy. You would like to think they'll have a better season this time round. Definitely, I mean, uh, he's, he's a midfielder. Mm. <laughs> we, we know that. I know he was he was used a little bit as a cent- central defender for for Scotland, but his importance for the Scottish national team um, is clear. And as a player, you know, we've both been there. there. There's there's nothing worse than working your backside off all week and then sitting on on the bench or in the stand. He'll want to play first team football, so. Be interesting to follow these, these remaining couple of weeks uh, of this transfer window with McTominay. And we will every night from five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! Heading towards the weekend now, we were talking just a moment or two ago about the Hibs team, the Hearts team, and we wish them both well tonight. What about the League Cup, the Viaplay Cup then this weekend? Because after that, all attention from a Rangers point of view will go to PSV. It's a tasty game though, isn't it? When I'm looking at you, Craig. PSV against you, Rangers. Yeah, I thought you were talking uh, about next Morton tonight. Oh, no, we'll come to that in a minute or two. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go. To, but because I guess Rangers, they can't think about it. Or do they? Michael Beale, I suppose he has to take it into consideration in his team. You were saying earlier on, you'd probably go with try and get a fluidity. Get the team together that you want for the game with PSV or do you play some of the other newcomers? I know what he will do uh, and I understand the reasons I really do in terms of the squad rotation because of the games and uh, I, I just I, I like to see games won um, and therefore you put you, you put what's what's looking the best um, to, that can go out and make that impact and as early as you possibly can and then you can play about with the, the, the substitutions and uh, cruise in uh, in the in the remaining minutes of a of a game, Paul. But I understand the reasons why because PSV absolutely uh, there will be one eye on that on that match. Um, that's a huge game, and and it means so much to the football club financially, as we as we all know. We'll get your predictions for all the games, both of you, in a second or two. As everyone knows, we've teamed up with Aleo Alea in Glasgow, and you're going to get a chance tomorrow night to come on to win £250. Martin, a Rangers fan last Friday night, won £250. So in three weeks already, we've given away £650. So tomorrow night, contact us now if you want. Thisisgo.co.uk and you could be getting £250 to spend at the newly refurbished sports bar at Alea in Glasgow. Be fantastic. Right, guys, you ready to predict? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Well, we mentioned selling Albion Aberdeen earlier. You both think it's going to be Aberdeen. Yes. Um, We'll come to Rangers Morton shortly. Well, that is the first one, isn't it? Will we go there? Andy, what do you think? Rangers Morton, 12 Yeah, even allowing for the fact that Rangers, I think, will make a good number of changes. I I can only see them getting a victory. uh, It looks to be a stronger squad. These players need to take the opportunity when they get a bit of game time. So there should be a bit of hunger there to do well. Uh, Rangers to go through by a couple of goals. Craig? Yeah, I think it'll be comfortable for Rangers. Look, for, 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 for Morton, I think it'll be a great experience for those players and they should just go out there. Nothing to lose, go out there and, and enjoy themselves. But I think Rangers will be too strong. And they came to Glasgow last season up against Celtic in the Scottish Cup, yeah. as you remember. Yep. So what about uh, Saturday then at three? So you're both obviously going for Rangers against Morton. St Mirren, Motherwell. Mm. Craig, what do you reckon? St Mirren joint top of the table oh, yeah, against Motherwell, who are, you know, improved so much under Stuart Kettlewell. What do you reckon? Yeah, this is this, this for me is a um, intriguing game. I, I'm going to go with St Mirren though. 
uh, to win at home, but Motherwell have obviously been good value. Uh, a draw, a win and a draw. So they've had a good start to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but the buddies at home mm-hmm. going to go submit and to, to go through in this one. Andy, what do you feel? Uh, I'm going to go against uh, my good friend Craig. I think uh, I think Motherwell can do it. I like the way they played last week. It wasn't a good first half, I've got to say that. Yeah. But I, I, I like Blair Spittle in the middle of the park with Lennon Miller. I think Callum Slattery's got something to offer. And now you've got, I mean, that's three strikers that uh, Stuart Kettlewell has got. And Wilkinson, Theo Bear, and uh, the, the sub, Mika Beareth. Mm. They've all scored, so it's good competition for places. And I know the the narrative was always going to be where are Motherwell going to get the goals of yep. Kevin Van Veen? Sure. Well, mm-hmm. there's three strikers uh, in the first couple of weeks, so they're all on, they're all off the mark rather. And for St Mirren, Mark O'Hara got an injury. Don't know how many of the update if he's fit for the weekend. And they got a goal from Mandarin at the weekend uh, in that win against Dundee. So. You're going for... I'm going for the well. They're going for the well. Airdrie against Ross County. Andy, what do you reckon? Airdrie, uh, they started off really well, haven't they? But this is a tough one against the Premier League's Yeah, they've Ross made County. a step up yeah. from the third tier to the second. I always like what Callum Gallagher does mm-hmm. for Airdrie. Really good goal scorer. They'll give Ross County a bit of a threat, but if Ross County play their strongest team, I can only see one winner and that would be the away side. What do you reckon, Greg? The same. I, I think uh, player coach, Reese McC- McLeod, they picked up an injury. He was stretched off. McCabe. McCabe. Sorry, I said McLeod. Yeah, McCabe, yeah. thank you. Um, was stretched off. Um, obviously, he, he's found the ability to be, to be able to play that player coach role. Uh, Adrian have been exciting, uh, but Ross County will be too strong in this match, I believe. And I see the Ross County have extended the contracts of a few of the players. Malky wasn't happy about VAR last weekend because the tackle in Jan Danda, he reckons, should have been a red card. But it, yeah, it wasn't. I yeah, I think he was absolutely right, wasn't yeah. he? For St. Johnson, we'll not be discussing them because it's been such a bad start to the season. But we'll maybe talk about them um, next week a bit more. But you do. You worry for them, Andy, don't you? Well, it's been an awful start. Um, what they, they're up against Celtic uh, soon as well. Yeah. I think the next league game. Um, yeah it's been an awful start and uh, it's been amazing just to see how much they dropped off since winning those the, those cups just a couple of years ago um, and it couldn't have been a worse start for sure. them you know losing to, to Hearts mm-hmm. and um, and then again I, at the weekend and yep. then again at the weekend yep. I, I think there's a lot a lot of work to be done there you do wonder if they'll get they signed someone today uh, I think a central defender mm-hmm. but they need a bit more work done the transfer market, I think. Livy are saying if you want to get Joel Nibley, you'll need to spend more money to them to get him. So will they have him for this weekend for the game against their United, Craig? Yeah, I believe so. Um, but David, he's, he's got a fair shout, you know. I mean, yeah. a he's a handful. He showed that he, he can be at a level. He's troubled Celtic. He's troubled Rangers. Um and that's all you can ask uh, from from your, your your striker, and he's done that. Big player for Livingston. Has he done it consistently? It would be the only thing. But uh, look, I think Livingston will uh, probably win this one, and Nublay may may leave in the window. But Davy Martindale might be just also playing a little bit uh, of uh, mind games, and certainly trying to create a value in the player. Andy, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to go for for Livy. I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll just be too strong. Here, of here, I've got a talisman, and 
um, their, their striker but uh, Libby I think just too strong and then Sunday we've got Hearts Partick Thistle Hibs against Wraith Rovers I know they've both got games tonight so it's a kind of shot in the dark at the moment what's your feeling though Craig do you think Hibs are going to do it against Wraith Rovers I mean it's a potential banana skin Wraith Rovers yeah. I think the Hibs Wraith Rovers and Hearts Partick Thistle are mm. potential banana skins um, home advantage though yes I both know I yeah. know but it hasn't changed my mind I still think they're both tricky games just right. because of, we you touch on the squad depth and in mm. terms of that combination uh, of quick football Thursday, Sunday. Uh, I mean, it'd be it'd be incredible if if both were knocked out, and and I like incredible Paul. So I'm gonna okay. go for I'm gonna go for Wraith Rovers right. to get a result and Partick Thistle. Okay. Well, I think Hearts will beat Thistle, but I'd be more worried about Hibs because that's uh, a couple of Sundays now where they've come off a Thursday game and been really poor. So uh, they've got a game a game tonight. Hibs, it's a big one. Uh, depending on the result of course they might go into this on a high and I'm sure uh, Lee Johnson will make a number of changes uh, they've got a stronger squad now I do expect Hibs to go through and Hearts and Kilmarnock against Celtic the 3 o'clock kick-off on the plastic pitch Craig what do you think is going to happen they defeated Rangers what 12 days ago what's yeah. going to happen this weekend well look Dell Del would love to have something very very similar in terms of uh, that desire and hunger from his playing group uh, but more importantly there, there was a threat there it wasn't uh, a lucky result against Rangers uh, look Celtic uh, have shown that they're, they're capable on, on the plastic as well and, and I think that they will be too strong in this I think it'll be tight game though I think only a goal in it but Celtic will win scorer Kyogo. Will, will they play Kyogo? If he does, you, you can never really go wrong if you go with Kyogo to score. Andy, what's your prediction for Killy against Celtic? I think Celtic are getting better with every passing game. Uh, you know, they weren't great against Ross County, but they scored four goals. Um, they weren't great uh, against Aberdeen, but they got three. And I imagine they will get two or three goals down at Kilmarnock. Uh, obviously, Kilmarnock will have that same level of ambition that they had against Rangers where they totally deserved to win but um, no I think Celtic will be in the next round When you think about it Andy it's going to be listen it's so important for every football manager at every club for Brendan Rodgers coming back it was a bit of a, a, bit of a surprise a couple of months ago mm. but uh, every game's a pressure in that it's a treble that he, so if he doesn't win uh, at the weekend He's not going to win a treble. Yeah, of course. And uh, the the cup finals back, I think, to a December final this year. So it's a it's a chance to get a trophy in the bag before the year is out. And obviously, depending on the the draw of Celtic, would uh, to get through whoever it is, they will fancy themselves against anyone. They've got Gustav Lagerbjelke, <laughs> as he told us. In fact, if you missed it, this is what he said. It's Lagerbjelke, and but my friends and former teammates call me Lager. So. <laughs> Cheers for Just that. Just call me Lager. Yeah, he's speaking <laughs> about uh, partly why he joined Celtic, the reputation, and he enjoyed speaking with the manager, Brendan Rodgers, and finding out more about it, and also the atmosphere at Celtic. I look forward to it. It's... Like, that's the thing with Celtic also. It's not just about the European nights. It's every home game. It's uh, so many people, so many fans, so passionate. So uh, I look forward to, to all the games, but home games is going to be special, of course. So another big uh, signing for Celtic with more to come, Andy, you reckon, including... I mean, is O going to make it? Is it still early days for him? It's early days, but uh, he's a type of player that needs more and more chances uh, just to play from the start I mean Celtic are now looking at that market 
trying to get a bit of value for money and uh, it's tough it's tough to it's tough to make your mark and keep your place because you can be you can be given an opportunity against lesser opposition play well but the next week it's a, it's a bigger game it's a more demanding game and I think a manager will always revert to his tried and, and trusted so um, very difficult for someone like O to become the number one striker but if he develops he can become an important squad player big pressure as well uh, Paul and Andy will know this being a striker when you've got a, a striker that scores every week in Kyogo and then you get that opportunity you know that you got to you got to score just to be to to keep yourself in the manager's thoughts and in the mix and that can be a lot of pressure and sometimes too much pressure for certain players. Uh, oh, he's a he's a young player. He's certainly a different type of player. But there's a lot of pressure. And what's your final word on your old club Rangers? Barry was saying last night he was worried. You know, in the first half when they went a goal down, could have been more. That he wasn't sure they were going to get through. What would you say? to Rangers fans about the coming week? Well, I think the Rangers fans are, are as clued up as what I am in terms of the the, the this game is a, a extremely tough match against PSV. Uh, I think that they're probably favourites in in this in this matchup. Rangers need to be at their absolute best, so Butler will, will need to make saves again. Um but we need to we need to defend well. And need to compete in the middle of the park and, 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 and need to threaten at the top end. But I think it'll be tight, but I think PSV are favourites. I think what the game uh, the other night showed you is the importance of a keeper making big saves at big moments. I mean, that that pretty much got Rangers through to give themselves a chance of the Champions League. It's the type of big save that you came to expect from Alan McGregor and Jack Butland. That, that's the biggest game Rangers have had this season as he, he's shown his quality so I think he is someone that you can uh, rely upon and uh, Rangers uh, still need to improve just their general outfield play the way they start games they need to get better and if Dick Advocat was here in the studio what would you say to him <laughs> final word from you Craig what would you say to your old gaffer who said he thinks Rangers uh, are not going to be strong enough because they've sold their uh, top players why, why do you keep blanking my texts <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's a great manager oh, yeah. a great manager and um very very determined, Paul. For sure. I remember. Craig, thanks so much. See you next week. You too, Andy. Look forward to it. Thank thanks, you. Paul. Helps if you talk on the radio there and say cheerio, Craig. <laughs> sorry, cheerio. You cheerio. Oh, just look, I winked at you. Thanks oh, sorry, so much. I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> the news is next tomorrow night at five. We'll get some sense from Barry and Mark. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps, and garden projects. Let's go. Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.